Hi, welcome. I'm Vanessa Marks and I'm a specialist in stakeholder communications. What are stakeholders and why does communicating with them matter? In 2005, the Reserve Bank redesigned the South African RAND to include more security features. I was involved with a company at the time that made banknote readers for slot machines, parking vending machines, note counters and so on. There was a time frame as to when all these new banknotes would roll out and I had to ensure that the banknote readers that were in operation were upgraded to accept the new currency. Well in advance, I communicated with all my stakeholders. This involved my suppliers, customers, the gambling boards, banks and so on. And I thought I'd covered all the bases until a few weeks into the project, the police arrived at my office and promptly arrested me. They had arrested me for counterfeiting the South African currency. The one party I had forgotten to communicate with was the customs officials. They had intercepted the banknotes at the airport through the courier company that was sending the banknotes overseas in order for that company to redesign the software. I can tell you this was a very unpleasant experience and one that came about just because I forgot to communicate with one crucial stakeholder. So stakeholders are all those parties that can impact on the well-being of a company or organization. These include our shareholders, our employees, customers, suppliers, regulatory bodies, the community, and so on. And you know, although it seems obvious to communicate with everyone, it's not so simple. And it's easy to overlook a crucial stakeholder, as I did in this particular example. Since then, I have seen many more issues like this in my years of business, and this has put me on a quest to design and deliver the right message to the right stakeholder at the right time. One of the areas that I've been exploring as a means to connect with all stakeholders is podcasting. And one of my stakeholders is Gavin Kennedy. He's the founder of Solid Gold Podcasting. Gavin, what is podcasting? Thanks, Vanessa. Podcasting is essentially the ability to deliver audio content to be listened to anywhere on demand. And I kept the key word there is on demand. Yeah, I mean, if you of a certain age, you may remember things like Springbok Radio, and you may remember that your favorite show was something like Squad Cars on a Friday evening. And to be able to listen to that, you had to be in a certain place at a certain time. And then streaming came along many years later, which freed you up to be able to listen to anything, anywhere, but you still had to listen at the same time. So if you were, for example, still listening to that same show, but in another country, you had to account for the time zones and listen to it. So streaming freed you up from the location, but it didn't free you up from the time of the program going out. With podcasting, the content is uploaded to a podcast server and available on a multitude of platforms to listen to it, like Apple or Spotify or Audible. And you can listen to it anywhere at any time. Mm. And also, would you say with radio, you really were at their mercy of what they decided you were going to listen to, whereas with podcasting, you can pick and choose a subject that would be important to you to listen to? Absolutely. There's a fundamental difference between what radio is doing and what podcasting is doing. Radio is a network built on a scarce resource. So we've got an FM frequency in a city, and there are only so many. So it's a scarce resource. There's only so many of them available. And the main product of radio, as much as you think the DJ and the music is what the content is, the main purpose of radio is the ad breaks every 15 or 20 minutes. And everything else you're listening to is to fill the space between the real business of radio. 
and you need as big an appeal as possible because you have to maximize the return on that scarce resource. Podcasting is not radio. Podcasting is very, very different from that in that there is no network in control of the content. This is a case where content really, really is king. So with that, I would say that podcasting would probably be growing. What is the future of podcasting? Podcasting is undergoing exponential growth at the moment. Three or four years ago, there were only about 400,000 podcasts in the world. We're now over the three million mark in a couple of years. Okay, my experience of podcasting has pretty much been revolving around entertainment. But now I think businesses are starting to use it. Can you give us a bit more information around that? Yeah, initially, the majority of content was entertainment. It gradually became quite educational as well, in the same way as YouTube videos became educational, podcasting started to be recognized as a valuable resource for training and education. And as it reached a greater audience, it was recognized for its ability to be used as a communication medium. So we've seen companies, big and small, use podcasting for communicating with their own staff, with their own customers, uh, a multitude of stakeholders within their organization. As I said earlier, you know, I'm exploring using podcasting for stakeholders because I really do see the space where you have an important discussion and you want to be able to reach everybody. Now, what a lot of companies have been doing is they've been using webinars to reach various stakeholders. I've seen that webinars have two downsides. One, everybody has to tune in at the same time. And two, if you want to be able to reach a whole lot of different stakeholders, you've got to change the message. So you have to hold a lot of different webinars. How do you see podcasting helping instead of using a webinar? I don't think it's a matter of either or. Webinars have their place. But just looking at a webinar, that goes back to the radio example. It's a given time and a given place. So people are bound by time and location. Maybe not location because it's streamed, but they're bound by time. Podcasts are, by their very nature, evergreen. The content goes out and stays there for many, many years. So irrespective of how many people you have attending your webinar, if you convert that content into a podcast, over time, more people will engage with that content when they want to, rather than during the actual webinar itself. So if you have a webinar, three, 400 people in it, you clean it up, you remove all the hello, your mic's not working, all that nonsense that we're used to, clean it up, put it out as a podcast, over the following years, it's going to be listened to many more times than the webinar had attendees. How do you see businesses practically using podcasting, though? So let's look at some of what's happened to podcasting and what's likely to happen. So it's a little bit of a roundabout way. I'll come back to your question. It was a few years ago while driving around, I realized I hadn't listened to the car radio for, for ages. It was a real light bulb aha moment for me that I only listened to podcasts in the car. And that led me to starting this business, but that's a whole different story. But it kept me very connected to what's going on in podcasting in the world. And there is a massive, massive, massive growth in podcast listenership. As humans, we've only been able to read and write for a few thousand years. And out of the hundreds of thousands of years we've been human, all history has always been oral, except for the short blip at the end. And listening to audio content, believe it or not, a few years ago was quite hard to do. The networks worked and Apple worked and Spotify and so forth made it easy to start engaging with content. And that has brought a huge resurgence in people wanting to listen. So, for example, in 2020, audible content, i.e. spoken word content, outsold Amazon eBooks for the first time ever. 
And I don't think those graphs are ever going to go back. I think we're going to continually see a widening of those graphs where people listen to audio more than they read content. So what's happened is there's a massive growing audience and people are multiple things. So yes, I'm a person who listens to podcasts, but I'm also an employee or an employer. So where it was this outlying scarce thing that some weird people did podcasting, it's now mainstream with a massively growing audience. So suddenly a business is able to use that platform to communicate with people in their sphere of influence. So going forward, we we really do see that podcasting is going to be growing not only in the entertainment space, but certainly in the business space. How do you see a business practically working with this? Conceptually speaking, we can imagine podcasts as two kind of things. An outward-facing or public-facing experience and an inward-facing or private one. So a company or organization can make podcasts intended to reach the general public. And those will be available by searching, by being on Apple, Spotify, any of the platforms and finding the content and listening to that. You can also create what are called private podcasts where people need a particular app and they need to log in to engage with the content. Now, it's quite easy to imagine a company saying, well, here's our weekly message from the CEO or here's your onboarding message. Welcome to the company. Here's the, the onboarding podcasts with validation of the fact that people have engaged and listened. So I think podcasts are going to take the role of a combination of those. I don't think either of those is a magic elixir that's going to solve all of a given company's communication problems or challenges. But using podcasts to reach different people, and I think intrinsically there's a difference between a 300-word email that describes what's happening and a conversation that is between people that the listener knows and trusts. I think there's more value in the latter. And an interesting thing is you can listen to the radio and listen to podcasts while doing other stuff. Now, you can't be in the car reading an email and <laughs> you can't be having dinner and reading an email without being you know, ostracized mm. by family. But you can absolutely get in the car and push play on a podcast while you're driving and you can get on the treadmill and listen to a podcast. So it's very much a do while experience. People are able to do stuff and listen to a podcast at the same time. So it frees up that capacity for engagement with people when they have very little time. What we're talking about, you could make a video to do it. But I think if I send you a video saying, here, watch this, you would say, well, let me watch it at the end of the day. I've got a busy day ahead. You really have to carve time out to watch it. But as a podcast, you can put in your Bluetooth earphones or get in the car and listen to it mm -hmm. while you're doing something else. And that's hugely valuable. I think so too. I think that really is because time is money today and um, I think a lot of people are swamped with enough already. Gavin, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. You have just experienced stakeholder podcasting in action. I've just communicated with two of my stakeholders, Gavin and you. Imagine how your company or organization can benefit using podcasting to reach all your stakeholders. Thank you. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.